Hey everyone, welcome back to Roundtable Rundown. I'm Alex Hyman, and today I'm speaking with Drew Reed, who played Division I baseball at Harvard and was one of the best defensive shortstops in the Ivy League. Um, Drew, why don't you talk about a little bit about your baseball journey and how you got to Harvard and playing D1? So we were talking a little bit about before um, how people really only see the product on the field as a as an athlete. You know, they don't really see the grind that goes in as um, a student. Also, so what's it like to have to balance like papers and homework with trying to put your best effort on the field? Like the weightlifting and um, the film sessions and the hitting cages and things like that. It's a lot. Right. Um, so definitely, definitely needed to touch 
on that before we go on to the academic side of things. Yeah, absolutely. On the, on the academic side, um, it, it definitely was tough to balance because, mm-hmm. you know, you would go from one class to the other and then go grab lunch really quickly and then have to go down to the field and there's like a dedicated little study space that you, you know, that you have as an athlete and mm-hmm. spend an hour and a half trying to crank through as many things as possible and then you have practice, lift, dinner, and then you have to do it all over again. Wow. Um, so it really, it really can be tough. You, I will say, as an athlete, you learn how to manage your time better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Anybody else. Right. And um, I really do credit kind of where I am now, career-wise, mm-hmm. to the time management skills that I needed to have as an athlete. Right, because you kind of have to have those skills. You have to, yeah. Something you can't teach, you know. It's just like, mm-hmm. all right, you're going to be thrown into the fire. This is, you know, great academic school, but you also have athletic obligations. Right. You need to be able to balance them, mm-hmm. and you know, it feels like at times you have a hundred balls up in the air, but you know, you have to learn how to do it, or else something's got to give. Right. And for me, you know, I didn't want to quit baseball. Mm-hmm. That was not happening in my four years. I was not going to quit. And coming from a family that I come from, and, you know, you being a, a product of that family <laughs> as well, as, right. a, as a cousin of mine, um, <laughs> you, know, you know that academics don't slip either. Right. So, um, Absolutely. yeah, you know, I really, I really needed to be kind of smart about my time management skills. And, mm-hmm. and I will say, everything is possible. Mm-hmm. It, it is all possible. And people that say that it's not, you know, need to work, one, need to work on their time management skills. And two, need to maybe try a little, a little bit harder <laughs> or figure out, <laughs> figure out like where their priorities lie there. Right. Um, I think it's all, it's all prioritization. If you want to get something done, you definitely can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think my time as an athlete and kind of my current role right now in, in a high pace kind of high stress industry right. has taught me that if you if you put your mind to anything it's pretty much all possible absolutely so how did you you said you went literally straight from the school to the sport how did you prep your mind for that i mean that's that's a a big a big switch or maybe there are parallels there like what what's that like it's kind of like if you're up in the box mm-hmm. with two outs and you strike out the end inning and like, okay, yeah, I put a terrible swing on that on that ball. Right. Like there was, my eyes were basically closed. Like I had no clue what I was <laughs> swinging at. Ball bounced, you know, two feet before the plate, and I have to somehow basically switch my hat, put on my gloves, and get out there and make sure that I'm, you know, making plays for my team on the other side. Right. Now I have to be the best defender I can. Everything else is, you know irrelevant. My at bat previously, my terrible strikeout that's gonna be, you know, on Sports Center not top ten for the next <laughs> five years. Right. It's like the butt the butt fumble basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that doesn't matter. I need to now be a great defender. Right. Very similar to, you know, being an athlete and being, you know, a scholar. You need mm-hmm. to find ways to switch on and switch off. Right. I used to love going down to practice because, you know, that was my time to leave mm-hmm. everything behind. Right. So, yeah, I don't know, that was, that, 
that felt like, again, something that you kind of just need to teach yourself. Yeah. Um, or kind of learn learn on the spot. I wouldn't necessarily say teach yourself. It's, it's like, a, you know, you're going to be thrown into the fire and you're going to have to find ways to compartmentalize and say, right. right, like, this is my academic side. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my social side and this is my athletic side. And, you know, inevitably they're gonna, there's going to be some overlap between all of those things. Like my, my really close social friends are going to be probably on the baseball team. I'll probably go right. to class with some of them. You know, my friends will be other athletes and, you know, people that are you know, friends with other athletes. But yeah, absolutely. at the same time, that time in the classroom is mine. That time mm-hmm. studying is mine. They're kind of different than my time as an athlete and my time in the weight room. Right. So. Absolutely. So, I know we touched on it a little before um, we switched on, but how do you feel that being part of a team sport, especially, um, prepped you for the world? It's a really, really good question. <laughs> um, and I can go many, many different ways mm-hmm. um, into kind of how it's prepped me. I think the number one thing is learning how to work on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say, okay, so I think, let's, let's talk about like my, my current role a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think there's a reason why people in finance tend to recruit athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's kind of the soft skills you learn inherently being an athlete. You need to learn how to kind of leverage each other's strengths to make better products. You need to learn how to be collaborative. You need to learn how to kind of sometimes push people and, you know, say, hey, your output is not good enough here. I need better from you. I know you can right. do better. I need better from you. Right. Um, you need to be able to praise people once when they do something well mm-hmm. and, you know, continue to give them positive feedback and sometimes constructive feedback as well. That's something that being on a team really does teach you to do. Being mm-hmm. a leader on a team teaches you to do. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, finance is all focused on the athletes. Yeah, um, absolutely. But but I do think it, it really is important. It's important to have people that have kind of that background. In terms of kind of the, the time management skills, like I said, I think that's, that's one of the most important things about, you know, being in the real world. You need to find ways to... Um, to manage your time correctly, to be efficient with what you're doing, um, to work really, really smart. Right. To be, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, staying there from 5 a.m. to, I don't know, 11 p.m., mm-hmm. but it means being efficient with your time. Right. Smarter and not harder. So um, I, think that's, I think that's number one. But at the same time, you know, realizing that you actually do need to commit time and effort to be the best, you know, real life person mm-hmm. that you can be. That, you know, at times you really do need to work hard. That, you know, right. you need to be efficient with your time, but at, at times it's going to be a, a grind. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to wake up and do it all over again. Right. Baseball definitely, definitely taught me to embrace the journey, embrace the grind. Because, yeah. you know, every day you're doing, you know, the same teamwork the same batting practice work, you're going to, you know, stretch pretty much the same way and you're going to, you know, take fungos, take infield the same way. Yeah. And every rep that you take, every kind of 
ball that you square up, it's going to make you that much better in the long run. Right. But you also could, you know, make an error or, you know, foul a ball straight up that's right in your wheelhouse and, you know, maybe you take a little bit of a step back. You have to kind of keep a level head and realize that, okay, like this is, this is not a one-day journey. Right. This is something, like, every swing that I take is going to make me that much better five years from now, four years right. from now, ten years from now, twenty, whatever, when I'm, you know, retiring as mm-hmm. a pro baseball player, you know, about to go into the Hall of Fame, whatever. Right. Like, you're going to deal with failure. You know, the, the best hitters hit, you know, just over 300. Mm-hmm. I'm failing a lot of the time. Right. You know? So realizing and embracing that this is you know a much longer journey than this one swing or this you know one ground ball that I'm taking. Right. I mean, if you go three for ten in the in the MLB, I mean, you're pretty much in the Hall of Fame for a career. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, I think that's why people love sports so much because um, there are so many parallels into the real world, you know. Um, but it's based around. I mean, it's it's. Baseball is a game at the end of the day, but it, there really are so many parallels into the real world and into real life situations. You know, absolutely, one hundred and ten percent, one hundred and ten percent. Teaches you how to deal with failure in a way that very few other games do. Right, absolutely. So now that you have graduated and have stepped back from um, being in the atmosphere and being with the team, um, how do you think that? Um, because baseball really is as you've been saying, a big, a big part of baseball is mental and how you prepare yourself and how you deal with failure and things like that. Um, so how do you, do you think that colleges um, really focus enough on the mental side of sports? I mean, we've seen people like Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan come out with um, the more extreme things of like depression and things like that. But um, do you think that the mental health aspect is focused enough on I'm curious, do you mean as athletes or yeah. do you mean as students? Because I have, I have answers for both and I think they're definitely correlated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the, my broad answer is going to be no. Right. Well, why don't we, say, why don't we say both? Okay, so on the, on the student side, mm-hmm. it is a problem when it takes me weeks and I'm not talking about just just an experience at Harvard, and, and I'm not necessarily talking about you know myself. Right. It's a problem when if I'm trying to make a you know mental health appointment mm-hmm. at you know the university hospital when I can't be seen for weeks or maybe months. Right. That's a problem. Yeah. And absolutely. it's not it's not a problem with you know I don't know if it's like unallocated funds or whatever to develop that department. I think a lot of it is manpower and realizing that, you know, if I'm a practitioner, I can only see so many people in the course of the day. And right. There are a lot of people that are calling. Right. Um, I personally think that, you know, universities and, you know, pro organizations and organizations just in general, it mm. could be your, you know, your high school summer league team, need to put a little bit more of an emphasis on um, on the mental side of things, realizing that, you know, a lot are on athletes' plates. Right. In, in ways that potentially other students may not experience right. in their day-to-day. You know, I, I, I touched on it earlier, athletes are dealing with failure in, you know, a totally different way than, Absolutely. you know, a student, maybe. Um, you're dealing with, you know, 
grueling injuries. You're dealing with the physical pain of, you know, squatting double your body weight. <laughs> yeah. And, and then having to try to, you know, go run sprints or, you know, try to sit through a class and you've exerted all your physical energy. Right, absolutely. one squat, you know. Um, yeah, so it, it's, um, I personally think that more emphasis needs to be placed on the mental side of things. Mm. Um, and and also just kind of on the prevention side, right? You know, it could be it could be increasing you know a yoga program at the school, mm. like increasing the availability of that. It could be you know meditation classes. You know, I so I was a psychology major. I think that everybody should be taking at least one psychology class. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important to to learn how people interact and kind of how you know. On the abnormal psychology side, you know how such things arise, may arise. Right. Um, causation versus correlation. You know, increased risk factors, stuff like that. I mm. think it's so important to realize. Right. Um, and then realize that you know a lot of things are structural. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. People come from different backgrounds that maybe make them prone to more prone, put them at greater risk for you know certain things. Right. You know, as more um, of these athletes speak out and it becomes more and more apparent to colleges that the brain really is a muscle and you have to to work on it and um, make sure that you're healthy because it controls everything else. I think that um, hopefully the focus will become more on mental health and in, in conjunction with physical health, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So... Well, Drew, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was great to talk to you, and thank you much, so much for sharing your perspective um, of the student athlete and things like that. Absolutely, I really do appreciate it, Alex. This was uh, this was fantastic. I really love the idea of this podcast, and uh, I really wish you guys all the best going forward. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, of yeah, we'll de- we'll definitely talk soon. Sounds good, man. All right, have a good one. So that was Drew Reed. Um, Hope you enjoyed. Come check out some more of our podcasts and we'll see you later. Bye.